Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey, it's D. It's a brand new episode coming right for you, right on the FTO Network. Enjoy. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. This is D of FTL Nerd Talk. And that is right. You read it correctly. This is the wrap up 2022. I told you guys it was coming. It is here. This is the best of the year's wrap up of all the cool things. We got at least 10 or 12 topics to talk about this episode. It's going to be a lot of different things talking about today. It's going to be ranging from best TV show to best animated animated property, video game, comics, music, and like things to look for. It's going to be so much, so much we're going to be talking about. And like, yes, it's going to be a little bit different than our normal show, but you know, it's going to feel a little bit the same like our normal show. Cause we're going to talk about all the things we talked about throughout this entire year, but it's going to be the best stuff. Uh, I wasn't going to do uh candidates of who to talk about. I wasn't going to do candidates about the, like, well, this person did this, this person did that. I wasn't going to do any of that. Then I realized, you know what? It's going to be a very boring show if I don't do that. So, you know, I had to, had to change my tune very quickly about doing that and put it out there for everyone, like, uh, to see what I thought. This is all, like, on my vote, by the way. Like, this is all a very, very DFFTO base type of category and... Had to put it out there, had to talk to you guys about it, had to put like, you know, what, what I thought, what I've been watching, what I thought has been cool, kind of interesting and like the best stuff, the best stuff. So, you know what? Let's just get right into it. Best of number one, 2022 TV show. There was a lot on this list. 
to put out there. There's like, there was so much on this list that I had to like, to not put some stuff on this list because there was so much. Like, yes, like the, the MCU properties, like Miss Marvel, She Hulk, and uh, Moon Knight, all those shows are out there. They're all very stellar. Uh, I haven't seen any of them, but like, I know the reviews are out there are pretty, pretty locked in for a lot of different people. It's a little mix from some individuals, and I get that, but like, all around, fans love them like hardcore but there are a lot of shows out there that i thought were really interesting uh house of the dragon of course on hbo max and or also on disney plus sharing the same space as the mcu shows strange new world uh, the star trek show that was a spinoff of star trek discovery which is very traditional and like the original star trek tos uh and dropout the miniseries about the the executive who uh homes who gained a lot of traction from her fake business that was on Hulu. The Summer I Turned Pretty. This is a, a Amazon special show that was a, a what are the Ugly Duckling type of stories. This is a really interesting uh, TV show. It's uh, one season so far. I think it's only, only going to be one season. But it was based off a book. It was really captivating. I watched it with my wife. I thought it was, like, it was a really, really touching show. Uh, Rings of Power, also on Amazon. This... This is needed. This was needed. Like, I feel like we, like, again, like, if you watch my TikToks and see me talking about this show, I did not have anything to say about the first episode, but it picked up after a while. It really did. And, uh, I, I, I grew to like it. I thought it was a really good show. I like the diversity of part of it. The fans, they kind of threw me off a bit at first, but like, it picked up really well as it, as it went on. And, uh, Blackbird, this is, uh, Apple, Apple TV Plus show with, um, um, Targan. He was uh, in the the Kingsman. He was also in the recent Elton John movie. I think he was in Sing as well. But yeah, like all all good shows. But like my winner personally is The Sandman. It's a Netflix show. Uh, no gaming story. It was really good. I I was captivated throughout every episode of the show. I know I'm kind of blowing through this right now. I'm a little nervous doing this because this is. I've never done a, like a best of show before, <laughs> like not not on this kind of spectrum, not like with me being the host by myself talking about it with me. So I'll try to slow it down from here on. But like the Sandman was my number one show. I love this. The fact that it's getting a, a season two, <laughs> yes, so excited for a season two. Um, I, I it had a a Sanders story. It had a, it had an actual story you can follow. It had a story like you can take page take a take note in and enjoy and soak in had all those things but it also had like some side stuff that was going on as well like in like as i said before in previous reviews the side stuff is where it really shown like that's where like the the spotlight needed to be was on the side stories and like the fact that like it took a little break from the side stories and went back to the main story it felt like a comic in a way it felt like a comic doing stuff like because like, or or like um like a team book like, you know, stuff happening to, like, to a team. You get to spotlight on different teams and see what they're doing, like, across the world or different space and stuff like that. It felt like old-school comics, you know? And that's what The Sandman gave me. I know there's a lot of people who did not like The Sandman, so a lot of us who did like it was worried it wasn't going to get a season two. But it is. If you haven't watched any of these shows I talked about, make sure you check it out. Uh, I am going to be watching Andor pretty soon and doing TikTok videos about every episode. And after that, I'm going to be watching The She-Hulk Show, then Moon Knight, then Ms. Marvel. So the Disney Plus uh, Cabal Cave is coming out. I'm also doing a um, Strange World review. 
I saw it with my family on Tuesday. It was, I, I'm not going to say what I like it or not like it, but I watched it. I'm going to review about that as well. And I also watched uh, Bullet Train. So, you know, there you go. But next up, next up is Best Animation or Best Cartoon. I talked with a friend of mine, Greg. He said to me, hey, a, this is also a video I want to put out there. Like, this is like it's, it's full on. It's in the history books. I think cartoons should be noted for children and animation should be for, like, you know, adult animation. Because saying adult animation sounds like you're watching a X video, you know? So maybe animation is for the adults and cartoon is for the kids. And this is, like, this is best animation. Period. Best animation. So it's going to be all, like, adult brand, like, for the TVMA crowd. Let's put it that way. And... I don't think I, I slipped on this at all. Lord Dex, of course, on this list. This is like this is like all like like the people who didn't win. That's how I'm going about this. Like I'm telling you about who didn't win. Yeah, I give you my winner at the end. Lord Dex. This season was fun. It was the, the the season two was okay, but this new season, wow. They they had a lot of fun with this. You got to see some DS9 fun in this. You got to see like some throwbacks into like the, the next generation. You got to see the characters grow a little bit. It, it was a lot of, I think this season of Lord Dex was everything that a lot of fans want to see from Discovery, but thankfully it was in Lord Dex, and like, it really touched a lot of, lot of feelings inside this season, so if you haven't watched this season of Lord Dex, Paramount Plus, the way to go. Uh, Archer, this, even though, uh, the, the <laughs> Mallory, Jennifer, has recently, uh, passed about this, and like, seeing her character gone like not in the show it did it didn't hurt the story very much but like we knew as audience like that she wasn't a part of the show anymore but the show actually felt like the the third fourth and fifth season of the show and it went all legs running even even though like uh mallory wasn't a part of the show and it it felt like the Archer of Old. It really did. It felt like Archer 2.0. It felt like Archer, like, getting, like, some new life inside of it. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if FX ordered a couple more seasons of this show and kept it going a little bit more. That's how much I thought this was, like, that's how incredible I thought this season was. So if you haven't checked out the new season of Archer, I know 13 seasons. That's a lot to really get into. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. It really is. Uh, the Legend of Vox Machina. This is on Amazon Prime. This was a... Now, I have mixed feelings about this because you got a lot of characters who look like POC characters, but they're all played by, by white people. And I, I wasn't going to watch it until like a friend of mine, Alicia, uh, asked me to check it out. I checked it out. I wasn't disappointed. The story does start out kind of light and lighthearted and flimsy and kind of like carefree. And then like... After maybe three episodes, the tone completely changes. It goes very dark, gets very intense. You really like feel for the character. There's still like like some lightheartedness inside of it, but it gets very, very much involved as the episodes go on. So like it definitely worth a watch if you want to get into something that's very fantasy based, but also Xenopop at the same time. And like as I always say, Xenopop is uh very very fantasy based but with a modern feel to it like as you guys know watching xena xena was one of the first shows that gave you that gave you that that period piece feel but with a modern aspect to it like other shows other movies like the, a nice tale did the same thing but xena was one of the first ones so and and next show is like love sex and robots 
I mean, I don't really need to explain myself about Love, Sex, and Robots. Like, I, I was apprehensive about watching this show in the beginning, like, about a couple of years ago. But, uh, <laughs> wow. Every episode is a punch in the face, a kick in the gut, or right in your feels, or a lust-filled adventure. And they don't disappoint any episode. Every episode is a favorite episode to whomever that watches. You may have, like, your favorite episodes that you go to that you gravitate towards. But every episode is a favorite episode because they just get better and better. With different creators, different uh, artists putting like their works out there, uh, Netflix did a great job with putting this out there for people to to consume. And lastly, for uh, animations to check out or that didn't make the cut was Big Mouth. I know it's a long list. The list is gonna keep on getting longer for all of this. I hope I'm glad you guys still partaking in this. But Big Mouth was one of those shows that did a lot of lot of cleaning, house cleaning this season. They 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 changed around some voice actors. They put some more characters of color inside the show. They uh, gave you different topics and stories. It didn't feel as kind of like you know cringy in certain parts. So if you like Big Mouth, uh, it's really progressing itself or putting itself into like, a different spectrum. And they got a spinoff of this show, too. I forget the name of the show that spinoff from this. If you want to let me know, hit me up in the comments on either YouTube or or wherever you, you see this podcast. Let me know, like, to remind me about that show. I could do, like, a quick Google search, but I didn't. That was That's on me. But uh, my winner of this is, of course, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was a great show this season. Uh, seeing Ivy's and um, Harley's relationship grow. And the cast of the show grow and seeing the the bat mythos and not just a bat mythos, but the DC universe mythos kind of like expand itself and uh, be made have, have some fun with it and have been played with a little bit. It was fun to see how that played out. So that was really like like a, um, a a wink and a nod for me. Just 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 something like to consume. It's on HBO Max. If you have HBO Max, it's like three seasons now to consume. Binge them all. Have all these shows are all out. They're all finished. So if you get a chance, go check them out. Tell me what your favorite show is. I want to hear what you think your favorite. Like I want to hear what your favorite show is of these categories of 2022 best of. Next up, we got best anime. Now I gotta say, I haven't seen all these. I'm gonna put it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this as a what the majority have said is like the best of the best out there and i'm gonna put out there what i've seen as most people's favorite bar none of the year mind you i feel like i'm gonna have this same kind of conversation about game also and if you if you are a gamer you see what i'm talking about also but this is what uh i see blue lock my buddy uh devious of Sama, told me about this show he loves it it's a soccer show he did like a mini review about this Told nothing but positive things about it. It's a soccer, soccer-based anime, but uh, has like a shonen kind of feel to it. Definitely worth looking out from his review. It makes me want to check out this anime myself. Uh, My Hero Academia new season is not a filler season, for, to my understanding. A lot of progression in the story this season. A lot of stuff goes forward. A lot of like things like happen, and like you feel for the characters in this one. The new Bleach series. The Thousand Year War. Like, this is something that is changing Bleach mythos in itself, especially it being one of the top three animes out there. It's something, like, to respect and honor and put onto a pedestal. I know, like, I, I don't... I'm joking. Like, you don't put stuff on the pedestal. But, like, it's definitely something to to look at and take note of and, like, try to have some fun as you consume this latest season that got a revival for all the fans out there. So, definitely, like, top of the list. And what are you saying to yourself? Why is this on top of the list? 
That's because the list isn't done, and like, there's more out there to talk about, like Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man like recently got dropped this year in anime form. The manga's been out for years. A lot of fans like were heavily talking about this, waiting for the theme song, waiting for the animation, waiting for the show itself, and it did not disappoint to the fans. The fans have like put this at the top of the list multiple times since this came out. It's beat most of the other shows that I've talked about on this list multiple times. But uh, Chainsaw Man is definitely like high up on this list. It didn't get the top one because Spy Family is the top dog inside of this one here. Like I know a lot of you probably like, what? Man, you gotta be kidding, man. This list is bogus. I know like the anime stands or um, the weaves, the otakus, whatever, whatever. Like there, you guys are calling yourselves now when it comes to this, this, uh, this genre, this culture of anime. But uh, yeah, Spy Family. From like the cosplay to like the video edits to uh, the music that I see like on most videos, Spy Family is top. It's top tier for all the fans. All the fans have talked about this heavily. Even though it has not made the top list from what I've seen so far of like all these other animes being on it, Spy Family has is like the anime that I've seen most people talk about. Like if I was being like, you know, uh, practical and going number based, Bleach would be at the top of this. But Spy Family is the anime that I see most people gravitating towards. I see most people having commonality with. And most people are in, in agreement about like a liking as a whole and not having like, like mixed feelings about. Like I know some of you can say the same thing about most of these on the list as well. But I'm telling you, from what I've seen in the communities that I've, I've been a part of, which is many, Spy Family is the top of that list. So I'm, maybe I got to re, maybe I got to rethink my list. But that's, that's, that's how I see it. Um... Next up is Best Actor. Now, Best Actor is uh, women or men. Like, an actor is unisex. That's how I see the word actor. So, that's why when you see me talking about an actor that's a woman or non-binary, I still use the word actor because there is no subcategory. Some of you may say uh, it's a way to let these actors of, of different gender uh, stride for themselves. Like, and get, like, you know, top tier inside, like, their respective gender category. We can have an argument about that for hours or days or even years, but uh, this is this is my list of best actor, um, Jennifer Coolidge. She's on the list. She did a lot. I recently watched her in a Lotus. I think it was a Lotus Hotel. Or Lotus, yeah, I think it was Lotus Hotel on HBO Max. Stellar work, absolutely stellar work. It was a different change from what she she usually does. She was more, she was more pragmatic, more more grieving, more, uh, less, less funny, more intuitive with her character. And I can see why she won, why she, why she won, uh, Emmy because wow. Like I get it. I really do. Like I, I really, really do. I started in, in a film with a TV show with a name Watts as well. The watcher, incredible work. Like she, she's really like, she's, she's destroying everything that she does. Like, I think she has like finally had like a few syndications under her belt, with uh, two broke girls, and she she has this freedom to do whatever she wants to do now, and like now she has like, has an Emmy on top of it, so she had to, she had to be on the list. She just she just did. Uh, uh, Quinta Bronson from Abbott Elementary, and uh, a black a black girl sketch show on the list. Not not top not top on the list, but on the list for sure. Also won an Emmy this year. She is just killing it, man. Like if you haven't watched Abbott Elementary. Like, you are missing out. You just are. Like, period. Like, period. 
Uh, next up is Jonathan Majors. I, I feel like I don't need to say much about this guy. He just had a new film called uh, Devotion that came out. He's about playing an aviation pilot in the Korean War, one of the first black aviator, like the first black aviator pilot in, um, in history. And the critics are raving about this film. I haven't seen it personally. I need to go see it. But yes, like Jonathan Majors is definitely on this list. Had to be on this list. Like, uh, it would be rude for me, like, not to put him on this list to have a best of and not put him on the list. And, uh, of course, Brian Henry Tyree. Brian Henry Tyree from um, Atlanta and Bullet Train. Talk about that a lot. Twice I talked about that. Uh, he's also on the list. His acting has been top-notch, man. Like, he's doing so much work. He's putting himself out there so much. I think he had, like, a film with um, with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I think it's on, H- on Apple Plus TV. And I got to check this out. I've seen it. I forget the name of it. I saw a clip of it on TikTok. I got to get into it. I just, I just do. I got I to gotta, gotta immerse myself into more genres of film and television. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's an excuse, but, you know, being a parent, like trying to transition from homes is is it's a lot. It's taxing running, running this whole operation and keeping yourself afloat. It's a lot to put on your plate to keep on going because I like you know I got a lot I got a lot I make an episode where I talk about all the things I'm doing but like that's that's why I have, like I'm putting like myself into all these all these different properties but the best actor award goes to Michelle Yeoh like she is doing a lot she has uh, Witcher the Witcher uh, prequel coming out soon on Netflix she just did everything all at once she's also doing something with uh, Sector Thirty One Star Trek series. So, yeah, Michelle Yeoh, like she wins, she like she just does. You go arguing about this all you want, but like she's been she's been killing it this year, man. Like she just has, like she's been on it. Like I, I don't want to like I hate ranking actors, I hate ranking art, I hate doing like any kind of ranking in general. That's why I didn't want to put a list on here because I want to get some like, blowback. I know I am, but I think Michelle Yeoh, like she's been doing it, man. Like um, yeah, like like she showed like a different side of herself in everything all at once, and um. Like you can't deny that you just you just can't like you got you got to put some respect on her name you got to give her flowers all like the the, the colloquialism that us black folks use you got you just gotta gotta give it to her because she's been on it absolutely uh, all that being said we're gonna take a little break and we'll be right back you're listening to FTO Nerd Talk excellent choice if you're looking for more nerdy content consider giving my idiot co-host and I a chance. We are two idiots and a dog, and we talk about movies, comic books, and general pop culture and entertainment media nonsense. Give us a listen on Good Pods, Anchor, iTunes, or your podcatcher of choice. You can also find us at podpage.com slash media, or you can always find us on Twitter, and we'll bribe you with dog pictures, too. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. That was a good break. I needed, I needed that break. I, I am I am having like more fun than I thought I was going to with this, to be completely honest with all of you. I, I thought I was going to be uh, bored doing this. 
And I think I was going to like burn myself. I was like, you know, I don't want to do any of this. Like, oh, I'm going to just stop doing this halfway through. But this is this is really fun. This is really fun talking about this. I know these lists are long and like maybe like too long for some of you. But you know what? I want to give credit where credit is due. And you know what? Who doesn't like a longer podcast? Listening to something over like the holiday week end in the holiday holiday month. So you know, uh, Hanukkah's coming up. Kwanzaa coming up. The winter solstice is coming. Christmas is coming. Who wouldn't want to wrap up? podcast like in your ears while you're celebrating all those different holidays so all that being said next stuff is best movie <laughs> uh i had like a subcategory of indie in hollywood but i don't think i put many indie films on here i think i had like one or two indie films on here i think most of these are hollywood very big budget but uh the ones that didn't make the cut is bullet train of course just watched that one last night uh, i see why everyone's talking about it I get where everyone's talking about this movie. It's good to see Brad Pitt back in films again. Uh, the cast, man. The cat, like the cameos. The cameos is nuts. I can't say too much about the cameos about this because, like, the cameos that would make this really cool. <laughs> There's just so many of them from so many different actors. Like, you just, like, the actors that pop up in this, you would not expect to be popping up in this film. And they do, and it works. It doesn't feel forced. It's like, what? And, like, they they sell their roles, man. All of them. All the characters. They just, they, they own it. They own all of it. It's a fun ride. It really is. And I really had a good time watching this. Uh, next up is Nope. Again, haven't watched Nope. You know, but like the, from what is what has been given to the people, uh, what kind of genre this film is. From what I hear about the cinematography, what I hear about Jordan Peele say that he did with certain certain scenes. Like uh, one scene he shot during the day, but they put a filter over it that made it look like it's at night. Like what? <laughs> what? So it's a lot. It's a lot to put on that. Next up is Black Adam. Now, again, Black Adam wasn't like a big breakout film of the year, but it did put enough, enough bus in seats for us to like to possibly get a sequel, for us to get Human Cavallo coming back, to even seeing Ben Affleck possibly coming back as like as a main role in like the DCEU, which is wild to me. And like, you know, and The Rock himself has like, he sold this film. Like, it's the same kind of phenomenon that Deadpool had with Ryan Reynolds. Not as much of a money, money banger. As Deadpool, I feel like it would have came out in February. It'd be a whole different story, but you know that's that's whatever. Uh, the Woman King. Now, there's a lot, a lot of controversy about this. A lot, of, like a lot of history about this. About like what uh, the tribe actually did. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o like uh, also talked about this in that certain documentaries. There, there's a lot, a lot of history and stigma when it comes to this movie. But the movie itself, been praised, highly praised. Some mild controversy behind it. Some conversations to be had for sure. But uh, the movie itself, a lot of people are talking highly about it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. There's another film on this list. Just talked about Michelle Yeoh being on top of the list. Like, gotta, gotta put, gotta put the movie on here too. Had, had to be done. Had to be done. Uh, next up is one of the big horror films of the year, Pearl. Now, this, this is one that I did a review on in a previous episode of the, of the show, and <laughs> make me, made me want to see it. Heard a lot of reviews about it. Some good, some not so good. But. Um, it's an indie film. It's a horror flick. Had to put it out there. I had to put it on the list. And uh, lastly, had to put an MCU film on here because, like, if I didn't, like, the MCU fans, like, like were called File, but uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder, and even though <laughs> a lot of you did not really care for this film, uh, a, a bigger majority than I thought didn't care for this film. It it was such a disappointment to some of you that the, the MCU is changing their phase four. Uh, changing their phase five and calling the 
focusing more on quality as opposed to quantity, which I don't think it's going to work out for them in the end because the big thing about MCU is is the quantity because that's how they got their their, their money pit. Well, it's whatever. Uh, but yeah, but my answer, of course, is the Batman. You can take that however you want to take that. That movie was phenomenal. So yeah, like, yeah, again, I haven't watched Nope. I watched like most of the movies on this list, but the Batman, I don't care. Like it's whatever. The Batman was incredible. It was a it was a masterpiece. It like period. It was a great movie. I loved it from start to finish. I I my eyes was glued to the screen the entire time. It was a different take on the Batman. It was a more realistic feel, even more so than what Nolan did. But it still held true to the comics. Held true like to other previous comics that that was already established. It put a lot into the mythos of the Batman, and I loved it. So be upset, be not upset. It was a good movie. And <laughs> this is going to be an interesting category because I, even though I haven't played most of these games, I have seen them in action. MK Ice and Fire. I feel like MK, MK Ice and Fire need to make like a little sub FTO page and just let me talk about them playing the game as they're playing it and just like have my voice over it because I love watching MK Ice and Fire so much. They they just play the game. They don't talk about it. So like me talking over their gameplay would be like sacrilege, I suppose, but I still want to do it. The games of the list that did not make the top is God of War Ragnarok. If you haven't played this game, oh my goodness, it's, it's, wow. It really does just, it, it, it evolves itself. It's not the top of the list because like like they're the top of the list like does did things that like you know you just can't you can't you can't change you can't you can't compromise on, but God of War Ragnarok it it evolved a game that was already great and made it just as great with the sequel so wow next up is Marvel Snap if you haven't played Marvel Snap it's a Marvel it's a mobile based game card game. Dude, <laughs> I didn't think a Marvel game that was a card game would like would touch my heart as much as it has. But I am like hooked on this game. Like it's a fun game. It keeps you going. It does need to tweak it, tweak, tweak itself a bit. The PvP is coming out soon. New cards are coming out. Me having to buy new series every single month. Not my cup of tea, mind you. But uh, the cards themselves are fun. You get into these cars, like you, you, you want to level them up. You want to use them. Like it's, it's always a fun time playing these games. So definitely Marvel Snap, top of the list. Stray is another one. It's a game about a cat in a post-apocalyptic world that's trying to like re-evolve a civilization, but they got like these uh, bugs and creatures who want to kill organic creatures. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting game. It's a fun game. Uh, it's short. But, you know, it, it had a mixed bag attached to it. So, you know, like some fans liked it. Some fans didn't like it. Some fans like it was, it was a pointless game. Some fans like it was like the most intuitive game of the year. But, yeah, it's on the list. Horizon Forbidden West. Now, this is on the list because, like, the game is a phenomenon. Like, it, it is, like, putting, like, like hands-on controllers. It's getting people, like, to, to play this game. Uh, people are definitely talking about this, especially gamers talking about this game of all different calibers. If you guys haven't followed Princess Zahida, she plays this game ever so often on her Twitch. So make sure you check out her page, Princess Zahida on Twitch. And she goes at it. She's a hardcore player of this game. She loves like the Horizon series. Horizon is getting a TV show. It's also getting like a new game coming out next year. So like, yeah, man, like it's out there. Splatoon 3 
is a game that a lot of like Splatoon fans have been raving about. Not one negative review from what I've seen from fans or like video game outlets, like mostly nothing but positive reviews. Like nothing but positive from what I've seen on my end. Um it's it's a it's an interesting game. Not a game for me, mind you. Like that's not really my cup of tea, but the, the Splatoon fans themselves are very pleased about the new era of Splatoon with with, with Splatoon 3. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 this is something to really look at and really take in because, like, to see this happen the way it did, to have fans, like, still get as excited as they did once before about the original Modern Warfare 2, this is something, like, to take in, man. Like, it just is. Like, uh... Seeing games like the Final Fantasy game, like the Final Fantasy 7 game being remade and, like, other games being, like, you know, remade, and if you listen to the latest, latest episode of table cheese with Anton Six and I. Uh, he talked about how Marvel vs. Capcom needs to get the same kind of treatment. Like, it's it's fun to see this. To put, like, I would say, like, you know, as we get into a whole conversation about, like, the the remaking of games and, like, how this should look, but, like, the fact that this is, like, the, the new era of gaming, interesting. Like, it just it just is. Something to put out there. But, like, my game of the year, the big mamma jam of this, and, like, if you, if you didn't hear it on the list, you know what it is already. Elden Rings through like duration. I watched like from start to end. Dude, it's a first off, it's a long game. It really is. But wow, man. Like the <laughs> it's intuitive, it's smart, it's fun, it, it makes you like utilize different like, like aspects of the game. I have seen certain certain people do certain like uh activities attached to this. Uh again, like a friend of mine taught me told me about the certain videos to watch on youtube of people doing like certain tasks like playing a game while only using a bow and arrow or playing a game without uh dodging an attack so you gotta figure out how to upgrade your your armor how to upgrade your 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 stamina and all, all your different speeds and everything everything like that your weapons and fight these characters without dodging attack or just using a bow and arrow and it's interesting to see. It has like the same kind of feel that I saw Skyrim when it first came out, but but different because it is. Even though like Skyrim is like an adult-based game, also very um, M for mature. Both games are, but I feel like Elder Ring has like something with a with a modern appeal that fans today can really get their hands around, and I feel like more fans may have gravitated towards this game as like the more so than fans towards uh Skyrim during this day gravitated towards and the the game's a lot of copies and most of you know I don't really focus like on I don't I try not to focus on sales when it comes like the games. I focus like on the game itself because sometimes sales isn't what's important because people would just buy things just buy things sometimes. But this game man like it's it was something else this year. It just was. It, like it was phenomenal in its own right. The game itself was incredible. It's just it was so much. Like it has to be top of the list. But uh let's go next up. This is gonna be a little bit different of a of a mode. Shit. This is gonna be a little bit of a different mode. Sorry about that. I uh, my my car turned off on me, and I thought like my recording ended on me as well, but it didn't. It's still it's still going. So um, next up is going to be um, comics of the year, and comics of the year is Batman Superman World's Finest. And now I got to see if I can find a synopsis for these 
because I wanted to make sure I give you guys like like you know the same proper FTO experience, and you know not not tone it down for you. An aspect of uh, what is appealing or not appealing. I did not do a screenshot of that one. Apologies for that, but uh, I did get the others on here to talk to you guys about. And those next ones is Leon the Extraordinary. The synopsis is Leon is an extraordinary kid who becomes extraordinary when he fights a supervillain to save his school. In the city where Leon lives, superheroes and supervillains are commonplace. So how does an ordinary kid like Leon, who has no superpowers himself, become the superhero he wants to be? Now, this is um, pretty average on Goodreads. It's about like a four out of five on the book. It's by uh, Jamar Nichols. But I saw this in passing. So, like, this sounds like a really cool story. I can see, like, why some people would think, like, this is, like, the book of the year. And, like, I'm putting it on this list. I have no qualms about it. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Invisible. Uh, the synopsis is for fans of new kids and, aller- and allergic. For fans of new kids and allergic, a must-have graphic novel about five very different students who are forced together by their school to complete community service. Now, this seems like a very teen-based kind of book. It's by Christina Diaz-Gonzalez. It it just seems like a fun story. It just seems like something like that's very... Um, a comic, but a comic for people who just want to read a good comic. You know what I mean? Just like a, a fun fun romp of a story to get yourself like endowed inside of. Next up is The Dark Hole. Now, this is a Marvel comic book. It has like a lot of ties to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Doctor Strange, The Dark Hole is also known as the Book of Sins, the Book of Spells, the Book of the Damned. It's, it's a hell of a story. Um, there are different kind of um, attachments to this. The Dark Hole Alpha, the Dark Hole Blade, the Dark Hole Iron Man, Dark Man Wasp. Like, it really does go on and on of different, like, Dark Holes. It's like it's, it was an event. Now, I know most of you probably think, like, think to yourself, like, well, he's definitely going to put Dark Crisis on this list. Dark Crisis is not on this list. <laughs> It's not. It just isn't. But uh, Dark Hole Alpha is by Steve Orlando and art by Cyan uh, Tormi. That's a whole different list of different artists for, like, different books as well when it comes to the Dark Hole series. But, like, Dark Hole is a book that I wanted to just put out there and, like, just... I, I feel like it needed to be talked about because, like, it had, like, so many different attachments attached to it. And with the Multiverse's Madness that came out as well, I feel like it needed to be talked about and put on this list. But uh, my list is uh, Borello. Borello is a story. Let me see if I can find my notes for this book. It's a story, an indie book that came out. It was recommended to me by a friend of mine. Uh, comics Will Break Your Heart. Jennifer, Comics Will Break Your Heart. She uh, suggested this book. I gave it a run through. The synopsis is a woman running away from a broken heart d- discovers a mother key into a parallel universe. And it's, if that doesn't sound like everything everywhere all at once, I don't know what does. And if you guys haven't checked out Comics Break Your Heart, they have a live podcast every Sunday on YouTube. I don't say check it out. They're sort of written by Wyatt Kennedy and Luana Vicho. So there you go, Borello. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you get like a, like a look see for these comic books that are out there. 2022, man. A lot of stuff came out this year. A lot of people talked about a lot of different stuff. This is like what I what I picked out in particular. I didn't want to go hardcore DC and Marvel because that's all I ever talk about every week. I want to go something like a little bit more obscure. 
like to make sure that you guys like the stuff that gets like Eisner Awards. That's what I wanted to put out there for you guys to listen to. Next up is going to be best artists. Now this is best artists, uh, contemporary artists, sculptors, uh, drawing stuff like that. And like I, this was a little bit difficult for me like to do for me to put out there for for consumption, like for because like talking about art, like most people think music. But that's not what I meant. Like, definitely, definitely a well-rounded verse of art. Now, I do have, like, some friends who are art majors, who teach art, who talk about, like, the study of art and study of history and, like, the sociology of art and culture. And I didn't I didn't contact them about this, but I did get my final answer from Princess Zahida. I feel like a person who does the, <laughs> does the best of or the artist of the day every week on Blurt News is a person who should make this answer and put an answer for you guys to hear. So, um... I'm going to rattle out uh, those who did not make the final cut and read off synopsis from artuk.org. This is where I got like a lot of my, my suggestions from. If you check out my Twitter page, I did put the link on there as well. So you can like check out these people also. Uh, Toyin Oja Odutola. The work of the Nigerian-American artist ranges from Intocrate media drawing to works on paper. Her fictionalized portraits are often rendered in charcoal, pastel, pen, or pencil and offer the viewer a glimpse into an alternative universe, one in which black figures can take center stage. And wow. Uh, if you do go to this link on my Twitter page, uh, they leave all the Instagram pages for all these artists attached to it. And my goodness. The art is phenomenal. Next up is Camille Walala. The French designer and artist Camille Walala studied texture design at the University of Brighton before establishing Studio Walala in Easton, London on 2009, known for her colorful geographic archaeological architectural design. Her work is inspired by the Memphis Group, an Italian design movement in 1980s founded by Ederit Sokasas. And the art is absolutely phenomenal. Like, absolutely phenomenal. Like, the colors are vivid. The style to it is... is, Like, man. Like, you want to talk about some futuristic art. This is like... This is some wild stuff, man. Like, it really is. Uh, Next up... And... Last before the final is I didn't go I didn't go hard on this like this is, this is like talking about like artists of today it's not really like my thing like the hardcore get into that's why I pass this on to Princess Aida so I'm going off like what I think is nice not by the masses so like this is all bias I I gotta be honest with you so for the final one which is like the answer of Princess Aida but like this is all very biased on my front uh the, this artist is Shawanda Corbett. The American performance arts, ceramics, and sculptures, Shawanda Kerbert was born with one arm and without legs, leading, leading the artist to use her art as a way to express the realities of being disabled. Raised in Mississippi, she is currently completing her doctorate at the Rusky School of Art, University of Oxford, where her contemporary practices utilize cyborg theory to explore questions about what defines a complete body. And if that doesn't astound you, I don't know what will. Because if you see her work, holy hell, like it will it will move you. Like I'm 
it it will move you. I don't know how to say that any different. Like it most definitely will. So definitely make sure you check out these artists at uh, at the link that I left. I'm gonna try to put this link also inside of the bio of this this episode, the show notes. So make sure you check it out there. But the artist that I went with, the artist that uh, Princess Zahida went with, is Mark Joy Media, uh, Afrofuturistic AI generator art, and his, his art is also. Um, it has a very colorful feel to it. It gives you hope and inspiration when I see it. It makes me think of like a fun, carefree, like how this is going to sound weird to say out loud and like something I haven't said out loud, mostly in my head, like how every 80s, 90s, 70s cartoon show made like the majority of white people feel. And that's how I feel when I see his art. Like, like the world is my oyster. Like I can be a journeyman. I can be an astronaut. I can be whatever I set my mind to. And like looking at his art, gives me the ability to feel that and I see why uh, Princess Zahida gravitate towards this work so much because it gives you that feel of hope and optimism and like I know I'm, fi- I'm finding my words for this and I get that but my goodness the art that he throws out there is absolutely phenomenal so definitely check out all these artists make sure you give them like, some love talk about talk about all of them with your friends spread their work put it in your stories post it on twitter whatever you can just put put their work out there and like share the love for sure we got a few more categories to go but you know what let's let's take a quick little break again before we start all that and i'll be right back what's going on guys my name is nemo and you probably know me as who is nemo on tiktok and i just want to take some time out today to talk about a very special podcast now that podcast is fto nerd talks now fto is a podcast that gives you daily updates on all things pop culture so if you're into anime manga comic books tv shows movies and all that good stuff fto is the podcast for you now i know what you're all thinking there are so many podcasts out there that already do the same thing and i'm about to tell you why fto FTO is so special. Now, FTO is so special because they emphasize on black nerd culture. Not only that, if you like to be interactive with your favorite content creators, FTO is the special podcast for you. Now, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to state your opinion about a certain project, they will engage with you. So if you haven't already, please go follow FTO Nerd Talks on all social media platforms. And if you haven't already, please do me a favor, follow them on Apple Music and Spotify so you don't miss out on their weekly podcasts. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. Haven't used that ad in a while. You to get back to using who is Nemo. Dude's a cool guy. He's putting on a lot more cool content right now. And like, you know, uh, I feel like he's really starting to feel what his future is when it comes to like the content creation. And like, I'm here for it. So kudos to him. Check out who is Nemo. He's primarily on TikTok right now, but like he, he's put out some cool stuff when he does. So definitely check him out. Next up is going to be best songs. Now I wasn't going to put this on the list, but I've been watching a lot of TikTok and Instagram videos lately, and they've been hitting me, man. Right in my feel goods. So, gotta put some back songs out there. First up, Plan B by Megan Thee Stallion. Now, that's a lot of stuff that went on this year. If you're big into politics, you know what I'm talking about. So, having like this, having a song like this on this list is needed for sure. And you know why? I don't need to get into it. This is supposed to be a show that's not talking about a lot of stuff as as much. But definitely had to put Plan B by Megan Stallion on here. Next up, even though I'm not the biggest fan of hers, I know a lot of people are, Antihero by Taylor Swift. 
Now, I hear a lot of you probably throwing something at your radio or your headphones right now. I get it. Hey, if you don't like Taylor Swift, it's what it is. If, you're, if while you're cheering and jumping up for joy, hey, you're welcome. You got Taylor, you got Taylor Swift on your list. Like, you got your bingo card. It's all filled up now. Taylor Swift is on here. So, there you go. Uh, also on the list is N95 by Kendrick Lamar. This song, oh my goodness, this song. Whew. Man. Dude killed it this, this album this year. He really did. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely. Check. I should make a look like a mini playlist, like the wrap up um, songs, and put that out there for you guys. I, I probably, I'll probably post it on uh, Twitter probably this weekend, so you guys can all check it out. Uh, uh, Titai Mi Pregunto by Bad Bunny. If I apologies, like I want, like I like I tell everyone, I speak two languages: as English and not not the best English. Those are two languages I speak, and this is a good song. Uh, Bad Bunny entire album this year was phenomenal. Uh, he himself is an inspiration to many people, myself included. Dude, dude stands up for injustice, and his songs are very captivating. His videos will touch you in your feels. So, wow, a lot, a lot to take with with uh, with what he does and how he puts himself out there. But number one song of the year, number one, "Cuff It" by Beyonce. I don't care what you say. Like this is this is not like all the other songs. I don't know. Like this song is Beyonce killed it with this album this year. Like it is it is mostly like a jam fun album that she put out there, but it works as opposed to what Drake did. This works. Period. Say what you want to say, feel how you want to feel. She has like five hits from this album alone. Like that that album was amazing. And Cuff It, wow. Everyone and their grandmother is jamming to this song, man. Like everyone, like I, I can't get it out of my head. I'm singing in the shower still. That's how good this song is. So, like you know, say what you want. This album was amazing. So yeah, just be how you want to be, man. It's whatever. I can't, I can't change your mind about that. But that's the top answer. Top answer is cuffing. <laughs> um, this is this is one that I really had fun doing. This uh, this category here. This is most anticipated for 2023. This is like I'm I'm sitting myself up straight. I'm like, I'm straightening my back out, get myself all pumped. I'm going to go into the gym after this, but, but the most anticipated of 2023. Now this, uh, this is going to be a longer one than most. And like the show is almost over. So just letting you know, just letting you know, that's how it is. It's a, it's, that's, not, that's how it is. I can't, I can't put it out there anyway, any different for you, but this is it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. First up, most anticipated of 2023. This is John Wick chapter four. I know, I know. Like, of course, all of us excited for this. John Wick. We've seen the, we've seen the first two. We've seen the third. Part four is coming out. Got like ballerina, the spinoff TV show. We got it. We see. We know. We get it. Wonka, another one. What? Wonka? Yeah, Wonka. I'm, I'm excited for Wonka. You're not excited for Wonka? So Wonka is gonna be awesome. I'm excited for it. Next up, movie wise, because that's what this category is. The Little Mermaid. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know what? I put a little bad taste in my mouth. All the people getting hate about it. But you know what? <laughs> it's still happening. And I'm still going to watch it. And it's going to be phenomenal because it's Little Mermaid. So, yeah. Little Mermaid. John Wick, Wonka, Little Mermaid. That's my that's my top three films that I'm excited for for next year. Next up, video games. Final Fantasy. 16. Next year. Excited for it. There you go. Starfield. Excited for it. Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, super excited for it. I feel like this game gonna put DC on the map again in video games. Like I, I just I, 
you can't tell me otherwise. Like, it's going to be talked about. There's going to be memes about it. Like, it's, it's raunchy. DC is realizing, like, the villains are where to go. Like, that's it. Like, I'm excited for it. That's it. Um, TV shows. TV shows. Now, I know a lot of you are probably saying, like, you didn't talk about any, like, the, the DCEU or the Marvel films. Hold on there. Uh, TV shows. The Last of Us on HBO Max. Comes out in January. I'm here for it. 100%. Here for it. It looks... I watched part of the game. I knew that game was going to get turned into a movie or a TV show. It's like, I can't watch all this game in good faith because it's going to get, like, a re- a, a, it's going to get turned into a film or a television show. And, like, I don't want to watch all this and ruin the story for myself by watching this game or playing this game all the way through, knowing that's going to be, like, an adaptation coming out soon. So I can't do it to myself. So I didn't. So I didn't. Uh, Secret Evasion. I know. They're like, let it soak in. Secret Evasion. Nick Fury is back. Like, the Nick Fury is back. And he's bringing some scrolls with them. So, yes. Scrolls, Nick Fury, espionage, hell, yes. So, 110, yes. All across the board. You cannot you cannot tell me otherwise. I, I don't even want to hear any anything else until this comes out. This is, this is make or break for me. Like, seriously, this is make or break for me and the MCU, me and Disney Plus. If this isn't gold, like, I'm, I'm going to be back on my, like, like, MCU can't do nothing, man. Like, seriously, this is, this is, uh, this is a Samuel L. Jackson property. This is like his show. Long awaited, mind you. Long awaited. Like, if this isn't good, I, I got nothing. I got nothing for you. I just don't because I'm pumped for this. Full on. Next up, Squid Game 2. I know. It sounds like this sounds like a lackluster list to some of you probably. Like, okay. Like, I feel it. I feel the list a little bit. Like, I, I, I could swing with some of this stuff. Some of it, not so much. I get it. I got it. I do. But this is my list. But most anticipated for 2023, and I feel like this is a majority of nerds out there. This is, I feel like this is a majority of nerds that are excited for this. And I think that most of them are excited for it. DCEU versus the MCU. Let it marinate. I know. And what I mean by that is, DCEU is coming up with a lot of properties next year. You know, they, they kicked a lot of stuff off to the wayside, like Batgirl. I got it. I know. But the Flash is still coming out. And hey, Ezra Miller, they are a weird bunch. I got that too. But it's still coming out. Hey, it's still, it's still coming out. Shazam! Coming out next year. You know, uh, Henry, Henry Cavill. Coming back next year. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to have Michael Keaton. They're going to have uh, Ben Affleck coming back next year. You feel me? You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got James Gunn doing his thing with the DCEU. You f- like, I mean, listen to that out loud. You got King the Conqueror doing his thing next year. You know, like, just hear, like, Ant-Man and Wasp. Just hear that marinate a little bit. Just let, let it ruminate in your ear, in your earballs. Like, they got a lot of stuff coming out next year. They got the Marvels coming out next year. Like, so that means, like, that means Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, Spectrum. What? <laughs> what? What? Like, <laughs> processing this. You got the Thunderbolts coming out next year. That's why I didn't talk about MCU. Right? You see? That's why I didn't bring it up. Because, like, they got a lot coming out next year. Peacemaker's coming back. You feel me? Aquaman coming out soon. What do you like Amber Heard or not, dude? Like, that's irrelevant. Like, Aquaman 2 is coming out. It's coming. The Blue Beetle 
is coming. I think the DCEU versus the MCU is going to be going nuts. And the fact and the fact that Legendary is partnering with Sony, Sony's going to be throwing a little sprinkles inside of this too. A little, little sprinkle of like the Spookma inside of this also. Yeah, I have, we haven't forgotten the name, the name that you guys came up with the Spider-Man movie cinematic universe. <laughs> Spookma. Oh my God, that's such a horrible name. But yeah, that's it. DC, DCEU versus Marvel, most anticipated of 2023. Like, that would get me back in movie theaters. I, I kid you not. I, my son asked me after we watched Strange Worlds, like, Dad, you get to pick the movie next time. I was like, kid, you don't want me to do that. You just don't. Because, like, you would not have a good time watching movies that I pick. Because <laughs> it'll probably be something like this. <laughs> my kids don't like superhero movies at all. They think they're mostly boring. So, what can I do, right? What can I, <laughs> what can I do? Just, like, just got to go with it. Uh, but the last category of this whole thing, of this, like this big cavalcade of what, how long has this been so far? So far, it's almost an hour. You guys spent an hour with me. If you're still listening to this, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Even with my little like, mishap in the middle of this, thank you so much for hanging out with me, talking about all this stuff, because this has been a fun time. I appreciate it. But the nerds of the year is this category. Here is your, your contenders, and I'll give you like the, the winner at the end. Uh, the Sis Rikage. He is doing a lot of stuff this year, man. Like, he's really like from doing like his old folks on the subway and at diners and whatnot, hanging out with uh, Afro Coco Puffs and the White Dove, like Wind Dove cosplay. He's been hanging out with a lot of different people out there, putting like his name in a lot of different stuff. I'm really happy for the Sis Rikage. He's doing like a lot of stuff this year. Like, and kudos to him, man. Like, he's doing like a lot of stuff. Uh, Cuddleful, like that's C U D D L E F U L L, Cuddleful. Uh, I, I most I see most of her work on on TikTok and Instagram. But dude, for a person who hangs out mostly in her studio and like, just puts like different cosplay, different spins and stuff, does like like the audio lip sync, she has so much fun with what she does and like it. It's a good time watching what she puts out there. It really is. Like she has like so much fun with what she does. Uh, Keats did it. Keats took a little break in the beginning of the year, but he said like to bring it back towards uh, after the, the the Juneteenth uh, holiday season. Like after Juneteenth, he started like he started to bring it back out there. Yeah, I know what I just did. I just put like Juneteenth as a holiday uh, counterpoint for people like to point themselves on the timeline, and that is going to be the norm. But uh, Keith did it. Is he did a lot of stuff this year, man? Like he put out more sketches. He's been doing more collabs, hanging out at different like different events. He's just like been been putting himself out. I think he finally got like his business established the way he wants to be a fully fun thing, and like he can do more exploratory stuff with himself. And like you know what, I'm here for it. I'm here just like to see what he does next. Um, Lioness Z. Now, Lionel Z is mostly known for doing like like a very perfected lip sync, mostly of Kevin Hart or like the the I guess I call it the Jamaican grocer or like the the, the Jamaican uh, employer employee at different stores and whatnot. And like she does it like well, like she she does like the lip sync perfectly. But of late, also after the Juneteenth holiday, she's been putting more of a spin of her own stuff out there. And doing, like, more original sketches. And, like, I got to tell you, man, like, the stuff that she's been putting out there has been phenomenal. Like, absolutely phenomenal. And it's funny. It's relevant. It's, like, you get, like, a look inside of her head. It's really cool stuff. Definitely for sure. Um, Next up, one of my personal favorites. And since, like, AI is the name of the game this past month, uh, Denisha Carter. 
Now, Denisha Carter is most like most of you may know is like the the AI spokesperson who talks more about activist uh, point plot points, more uh, situational things about people doing something that that's that's unconventional, that un, that's unmoral, and putting out like the the hard truths that a lot of us don't want to see or recognize, but probably should. She's also a musician, a very talented singer. I had a chance to speak with her on Instagram once upon a time, and like she is a very from through that conversation I had with her, she's a very down to earth person, very cool, very like very personable kind of person. She's been in more lives of late this year, and I'm very happy to see that because like she really is like she's a treat. She's a really cool person to talk with, very humble. She'll call you out if she has to, but like she she mostly just wants to be like a chill vibe person, man. Like I'm really, if you ever get a chance to chat with her, do so because like she really is like just a genuine person to chat with. Next up, Princess Ida. Hey, nepotism. How's it going? I don't care. She's awesome. Her work has been awesome. She did, went to a convention in um, the beginning, the, the a little bit before or in between, like the Juneteenth holiday season, around like June, July. She went to a convention, did like a, a Demon Slayer cosplay, My Hero Academia, Poison Ivy. She did like, like a very cool like three day event cosplay and like awesome to her. She's making like transitions, showing off her her wardrobes of late inside of her stories. If you haven't been checking it out. Check it out. Like, she got, like, like some cool dresses. She got, like, cool outfits. Uh, you see that she's making transitions in her life also. Always happy to see what she's doing. Her and I are going to be bringing back Blurt News next year. So, like, definitely keep an eye out for that. Have some fun with that stuff also. But, yeah, definitely, like, on the list, Princess Ahita. Uh, also on the list, official Tashi J. That's yeah, right, Tosh. I know you're listening to this. I know you're still listening to it also. Like, you're on the list. I've been seeing your moves also. I know you took a little break in the October season. But, like, you came back in the, the end of November and just rocking out content. Just rocking it out. If you guys haven't checked out official Tosh J, um, make sure you check out, check out her work. I got her her handle in the show notes. Got all, like, the different, like, categories in the show notes, too. I'm glad I wrote all this down because if I didn't write any of this down, it would be, like, a very rough a very rough podcast, I suppose, but definitely check out her work also. Um, <laughs> give, give some love to her. She like, she has fun with what she does and like, she having more fun with every single video that she puts out there. And I got to tell you, like she's a, she's a thespian through and through like hard, hard, hardcore balls to bone actor is what she is. And I, I wouldn't have her in other way because like, she is just amazing in all forms and facets of what she does. But the nerd of the year, the nerd of the year for all of you, the nerd of the year, and this is going to be, this is, this is like one that like I, I molded over for a while. Cause like, I, I gotta tell you, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I, I was going to pick Cuddleful for nerd of the year. Like I, like I, as I said previously, like her work has just been like so much fun to watch and she really just like puts herself out there and you can tell she puts herself out there. But Alex little secret stole the show. And if you haven't seen Alex little secret, like I, 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 you are literally missing out on like the most fun person on TikTok in my, in my personal opinion, like her quality is crisp. She has a great setup. You can tell like this is like her full-time career that she does this as as a profession and she loves every second of it. And I got to tell you man, like if you're not checking out her work, you really are just missing out on a great entertainer. 
and wow. Like, Alice Little Secret is... Her different cosplays, first off, are phenomenal. Her her sketches, her lip syncs are hysterical. <laughs> and uh, her bloopers are something to be admired, for sure. <laughs> like, if you ever seen any of her bloopers, her, her, her wrap-ups, like the thing that she's done throughout the year or like or a couple of months it's a fun time to watch her behind the scenes stuff is definitely hilarious so that's my list uh if you guys are listening to it all of you are absolutely incredible if you're not listening to this and you know people who know these people that i just talked about send it their way man let them know like they are incredible in their own right and i love all their work that went on a lot longer than i thought it would an hour-long episode of me talking about the best of this is the wrap-up man like time for me to, to wrap it up this was fun. I hope it um, I hope it touched you the way it touched me. Like I, I put a lot of thought and effort into this. It was not easy doing this. I'm going to make that. First and foremost, to let you all know, this was not an easy venture for me. This is definitely outside my wheelhouse of norms. Like of uh, things to do. Hopefully next year is a lot more easier for me. <laughs> Fingers crossed, right? Hopefully I got someone who's tagged along with me this time. So it'd be like a two hour long episode. We're talking about all different like categories. Like put like um put the fan base from Twitter. I thought about doing that. About putting all these categories on Twitter and having people pick like the answer. Like do like um like a March Madness kind of thing. I was like, no, I need I need to like to do it myself first. Like do like one that's just for D. Just for D. Have him do it. And then, like, go at it. I know how I'm talking about myself. I hear that in my head. But, yeah. This was fun. This was nice. It was it was very comfortable. Thank you all for joining me on this little adventure. For those of you who stuck it out to the very end listening to this right now, thank you most, most of all because I love doing this. I love doing the podcast. This was not easy for me all year. This has been, like, a lot of roller coasters for me. And the fact that I've been doing this, like, continuously like this... Whew. I'm not going to get, like, weepy or whatnot. But, like, this is, this is like, I'm proud of myself for doing this. Like, very proud of myself for sticking it out like this, putting myself out there like this. And this is hard for me to talk about also. A lot of people hit me up in the DMs <laughs> from time to time telling me, like, how, like, what I do inspired them, like, to keep on doing what they're doing. I'm not going to say any names because that wouldn't be respectful. But uh, a lot of folks talk to me, like, often, say, hey, man, like, what you do, like, really, like, helps me want to keep on doing what I'm doing. And, like, I want to say thank you for doing what you're doing every, every time you do something like this or, put like, put someone else's name out there or promote somebody or do another video or do a podcast or talk about, like, your workout struggles and all that stuff. Like, like people tell me about this often. And, like, I don't know what to do with that sometimes. I'm not saying, like, you know, you got to stop doing it. I would never tell someone to stop doing stuff like that. But, like, it's a lot for me to consume when that happens. And before I had to process it, I'd internalize it. Told myself, like, what does this mean for me? Like, am I supposed to be like like the person who does like X, Y, and Z for A, B, and C? Like, I I who I don't know. I don't know. But like, you know, I want to keep on being genuine. Like people on a on a regular call me real. Like, bro, you just you just real, man. Like you just tell tell like it is. Like, I don't know how else to be, to be truly honest with you. I just don't. Like, growing up in Atlanta, dude, growing up in Atlanta and uh, being, like, a black dude who's, like, into nerd stuff in, like, the, the 80s and 90s, bro, that was not easy. Like, I'm glad this is the norm now. 
I really am. I'm going to like, like right now, like you guys like can have like your, your, your true freedom to love your anime, put it on your automobiles, wear it on your clothing and like have that camaraderie with others. Like, I'm glad you have that experience. Like I would never want to change that for anybody. I saw a person wearing like a full on Marvel decked out uniform, like uh, a blazer with Marvel in the front and the Hulk in the bat and like a, a, a baseball cap with Marvel in the front of it. She looks like she worked for Marvel. She looks like she was a, a mini a mini, um, what the hell is his name? The, the president of Marvel Comics. Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What the hell, I can't think of his damn name right now. He's like, he's the guy that everyone loves. But she looks like a, like a mini him. Feige. Good God, why was that so hard for me? Yeah, she looks like a, a mini Kevin Feige. And I probably shouldn't like assume their gender. Like, you know, it was, it was pretty, uh, the, their gender was very, non-conforming so i should probably say they they had like a, a mini kevin feige aesthetic about them and i had no idea what to do with that and i was happy to see it but you know like mm, it's marvel <laughs> it's marvel <laughs> if it was dc i thought hey that's a cool that's a cool fit you're wearing right there man <laughs> but i also saw someone wearing um attack on titans uh a little sweat like little soccer jacket you know, a little zip-up soccer, soccer jacket, which was also pretty cool. So, like, I see it everywhere, like, all the time. And, like, it's fun to see that. And me growing up the way I did, I had, like, the the inability to find these items. They had, like, to go picking at certain places and wearing it until, like, it had holes or got stained or faded. That was the, that was the time. This isn't, like, a, 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 a dump of my past. I'm just, like, I'm happy to see that the nerdum is growing, that things are growing, and that people, like, confining me about certain things. And, like, you know, I just try to be, like, the best self I, I can possibly be about this and not hurt anyone in the process of talking about this. And if I ever do, as I always say, I, that's never my intent. I apologize for that. I am all for talking about this and, like, and letting you know, like, what I, where I was thinking, where I was coming from, and how I did not mean to hurt anybody in the process of me doing anything that I'm doing. I have many ventures with other, other creators. They, they, some of them work out, some of them don't work out. But you know what? I just try like to be myself in the end and like own up to my, my, my flaws, hold myself accountable for my actions and move forward. That's all I can really do. So, you know what? Like we all have like some kind of like problems that we do when it comes to other people. Making friends is damn near impossible sometimes being older, but you know what? You gotta do what you gotta do and just put your best foot forward. So this has been the wrap up. And if you are listening to this for the first time, thinking it's like, why is he talking about this? Welcome to FTO Nerd Talk Podcast. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the show. <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> ah, guys, so neurotic. Anyways, this is uh, <laughs> this is fun. I hope you guys are doing well. Until next time, take it easy. Hey guys, D here of FTO Nerd Talk. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, tell your friends about FTN Air Talk. Got a lot of different shows for all of you. Make sure you tune in every week for a brand new episode. Take it easy.